I don't know what it is exactly. Aldebaran whiskey. Don't get between me and the blood wine! This is the good stuff. No, you two could drive a man to drink. Welcome to Drunk Truck. This week, we're watching Blood Fever from Voyager as part of our February episodes of sexy, strange, maybe not sexy, but strange episodes. Getting ever more intoxicated as we do. So, Matt, um, who are the hosts of this show that we're listening to? Well, why don't you introduce yourself first, Chris? I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Amanda. I'm Matthew, as Chris just said moments ago. <laughs> so Matt is, is warped a little bit ahead of us. <laughs> Matt, what would you describe your drunk factor as? A solid warp drunk factor. Fuck me. <laughs> drunk Matt, factor eight-ish, nine-ish. Matt is at drunk factor fuck me. <laughs> I wish I was on your level. We do too. Me too. We do. I do too. Um... Both of us. So I didn't mention this beforehand, mm. but the medicine that I've been taking for my stomach, mm-hmm. um, I don't get drunk. Really? So you're like Captain America. I'm kind of hoping that I will, just drinking <laughs> enough tonight. But yeah, like I had something like ten drinks when I was out last weekend, and I didn't feel any of it. Well, I felt it this morning. I get hungover, but I don't get drunk. Well, clearly we need to work on that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So anyway, as Matt eloquently pointed out at the beginning <laughs> of the show, we are doing uh, the weirdest sex episodes of Star Trek for Valentine's Month. Uh, it's a month now. Um, and uh, <laughs> this Well, week, it's a month when there's a theme. Yeah. It is a month when there's a theme. And this month we are, or this week rather, we are doing the Voyager episode Blood Fever, which... Um, Features of Vulcan ponfaring all over Belan Torres. That's right. So, <laughs> I would say, without further ado, do you guys want to, do you guys want to get started? Let's. Sure. Let's, okay. Wait, no. No? What drunk factor are you at? Me? Yeah. I like drunk factor five. Like, I'm like, I've got a good buzz going, but I'm not like at math yeah. level. I feel like I'm at four. Four? Okay, so four, and five. And that's basically where... Bubble We're at about. four or five. Fuck me. Four, oh, four five, five. Fuck me. Fuck me. Right. Sounds like a skipping game. <laughs> One, two, skip a shoe. Four, five. Fuck, fuck me, me alive. Fuck me alive. What about three? I don't. Fuck three. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna one, two, three, engage. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. Three, so, two, one, engage. Three, two, one, engage. So we're going to do. We're going to say three, two, one, engage. When we say engage, hit play on your Netflix or Blu-ray player. And we will be right there Wait, with you. Wait, so we have, according to the Star Trek universe, we are the only life in our solar system. Yes. Okay. And um, so yeah, we'll do that, um, and you can drink along with us. But did Star Trek, Star Trek didn't know about Planet, Planet X, did they? No. But it's too far away to if have the ecosystem to sustain life. If there is even a Planet X, it's still, it's still up, for, up for debate. In the future, you will know for certain. David Bowie Planet? David Bowie Planet would be amazing. David Bowie Planet. Planet. Uh, oh, um, before we get too started, <laughs> what is everybody drinking? I know we mentioned it a few weeks ago, but... Um, oh, we didn't mention it last week. We didn't mention it last week. So, Amanda, what are you drinking this week? I am drinking uh, Opera Prima Pink Moscato. Pink Moscato. Man? UV Blue and Mountain Dew, which has turned out to be far more potent than I could have expected. I still submit that it is the caffeine. Christopher. Well, Christopher is drinking uh, 7 and 7. See, uh, Don't you mock my diction, sir. <laughs> I won't mock your diction at all. I'm very impressed with your diction. All right, so we are going to get started. Uh, we're going to say 3, 2, 1, engage. When we say engage, go ahead and start blood fever. So 3, 2... One engage. engage. You know uh, the remastered Star Trek original series planet looks better than that planet did. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this is the planet High C Ecto Cooler. Galacite. <laughs> Ecto Cooler. 
these readings are right, we're looking at five million gallons of ecto-cooler. Oh my god, ecto-cooler. You know, there's people who um, eBay unopened pouches of ecto-cooler. And then there are people that drink them despite the fact that they are well past expired. Why? It was very good. I remember it being pretty good. I remember liking it, but I, no matter how I don't much think I, I would drink it past its expiration date. Yeah, though. no matter how much I like something, I'm not going to like drink it like 10 years past its expiration yeah. date. <laughs> this person on the left... Oh, he's not even a hot Vulcan. This person on the left totally won a walk-on episode of Star Trek Voyager contest. Are you talking about the Vulcan? Yes. No, he's been in multiple yeah, episodes no, of the is. series. Yeah. He's an established side character. I don't... I remember a lot of Voyager season one and two. I don't remember a lot past that, so... Voyager is the one where I was of age to be watching it while I was airing. I mean, I, I taped the first few seasons while it aired, and then I kind of, I don't know, like, kind of got, like, high, late high school, early college, and kind of... What? Kind of fell out of recording it. I used to record it religiously the first few seasons, and then... It was actually about the time of 7 and 9 came on that, like, I started watching it a little more infrequently. Oh my god, Vulcan marriages are arranged? What yes, they are. What kind of backwards bullshit is that? Uh, like, my as mother children, they're arranged. suggested an arranged marriage to me the other day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, that's what happens when you're a Jew. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I have no experience in that realm, so I will take you at your word. I feel as awkward as Bielan and Taurus does right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's like, okay, we'll let you take things into your own hands, and when it seems like it's going south, we can probably find somebody for you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, tra- like what you think of like, traditional yeah. arranged marriages, or like, yeah. but it, it, it's arranged enough. Arranged enough. <laughs> I have to, I have to fight you in combat while like the music plays in the background. If only, then I'd be totally into it. There's only seventy three males on the entirety of Voyager. Good to know. <laughs> oh Jesus, he's he's just gonna. No. He's just gonna pawn far over this you. Is, this is very. Uh, uh, I think this is what, in internet terms, they call friend zoning. <laughs> no! Uh, well, on, that, on that note... On that note, Matt, I need a drink. And as, <laughs> as it happens, it is the opening credits. So I will clink over here to my right, and then I will clink to my left. Clink! And then I will drink to forget everything. <laughs> friend zoning. Captioning by you... By Universal Pictures and UPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this aired on UPN by this season. Which really sucked for me because I didn't have UPN growing up. We just had Fox. For some reason, it still aired on Fox in my... Or I saw it on Fox, at least. Well, the first few seasons were on Fox before, uh, around here. I don't know... I don't know if the later seasons were. I was too young to know they were. channel it was. I on. remember watching the Voyager finale on Fox. Hmm. I remember being disappointed that um, Robert Picardo. So Robert Picardo never got a name. Doctor. Yeah, no, he did pick a name out for himself, but it didn't. Joe. Stick. Was it Joe? Joe. We've talked about this before. It's Joe. No, I remember like. And she's a, like, you took fucking fourteen years to come up with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just remember when the series was starting, like they were talking about how um, his name was going to be. Um, Dr. Zimmerman. And so I kept expecting episode after episode that he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Dr. Zimmerman now. Like, this was back in like the back when there was like Star Trek fan like magazines at the grocery store. And um, Wow. Dating yourself there, Chris, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the fact that he never went around by calling himself Dr. Zimmerman always really kind of bothered me. And I remember at one point he was going to he was considered calling himself Dr. Schweitzer, which I thought was just stupid. 
Pond Farm. Did they do it? Did they do a Tuvok Pond Farm episode? They do actually. It's it's uh, in one of the later seasons. Uh, they know it's every seven years, so there's seven seasons. Well, they also have Tuvok undergoing this weird Vulcan degenerative disease, which I I personally mm. liked in like the season, the series finale. Mm. There is. I remember this episode vividly. It's um, shit. What is it called? I don't remember what it's called, but it's resolved with like Tuvok getting Tom Paris to make a holographic recreation of Tuvok's wife. Oh my! Yes. Oh my. And he's able to purge, if you will, his Ponfar this way. Um, it just reminds me of the old you know, people. It seems like a. B episode. Uh, oh, it's actually the episode I was talking to you earlier about where where the Doctor inv- uh, has to hide in uh, Seven of Nine's cortical relay. Yeah, oh. and that's, that's, that's the main storyline. That's the main storyline, and then yeah. in the minor storyline, Tuvok is ponfaring. But I I can't help but feel like Tuvok's holographic wife would make the perfect title for a thesis about feminism in Star Trek. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, I just, I just. If I wasn't a political scientist, I'd write it right now. It just always reminds me of um, the expression that the holodeck will be the last invention of mankind. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like a very sensible and inventive solution to the problem, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, that's. I mean, rather than rather than forcing yourself on a a fellow crewmate. God, no. That seems a little misogynist, though. Yes. Oh, she's real emotional. Upset's a relative term. But, I mean, she is very hot at it. Well, she's part Klingon, yes. But. Well, I mean, like, as a Klingon, part Klingon, she's hot at it. Not necessarily as a woman, she's hot at it. Yeah. yeah, meditative techniques that have never fucking worked, by the way. Let's just point that out right now. Private laser. I need to jerk off. I need to jerk off a whole bunch. I feel like you need to do more than that. I have to wonder if that would work. (laughs) I don't think it does. Otherwise, Spock just would have jerked it in the original series. He had to go and find somebody. He would have put on some My Chemical Romance and then jerked off in the corner. I have to wonder the ethics of a cortical monitor. Like, we're going to monitor what's going on in your brain at all times, 24-7. I'm thinking about the doctor naked right now, just to make him turn off the curve monitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I mean... I mean, Robert Ricardo, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. He was always the character I had a crush on in Voyager. Him and, like, Ensign Kim. I, I was a Chakotay and it's a Jones. I was always a Chakotay guy. Mm. You feel like a Chakotay guy. So very Chakotay. Just bring that Native American whatever. Ooh, That's Victorian. so Chakotay. <laughs> so Chakotay. Just, you know. <sighs> I'm not, oh. Wait, this is, this is, this is good. This discussion is excellent. Mm-hmm. This is good. You guys are very Victorian. What's the logic about all this Lust. weirdness about sex? Sex. There's nothing logical about sex. Yeah, there is. Yeah, Although I'd, there I'd is. Say there is, man, actually. <laughs> Taking a mate, ritual combat. No. At some point, we will have to do the... Oh, I've forgotten the name of the episode. A Mock Time? A Mock Time episode. It's a in, which, in which T'Pol uh, appears, which blew my mind, Rewatching it recently. It's a fantastic episode. <laughs> I 
Uh, also, I just noticed the doctor doesn't have any pips on his collar. No, he's a holograph. He doesn't have any rings. Oh. Hey, Lutz, what are you doing? Doing making yourself useful around this? <laughs> Should you be show? cooking something weird with tentacles? Well, they do establish at the beginning of the episodes he used to work in a mining colony, so that's why he's on this away mission. Okay. You know, I like people hated Neelix. I always like Neelix. Anyway. Though I'm curious why he has a yellow stripe. Uh, I mean, what other stripe would he have? Engineering is basically science for hundred. I mean, cooking is basically engineering for hungry people, right? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, it's like engineering and sciences, right? And he's like kind of a science officer that he's doing sciencey stuff. But and, if he was a science officer, he'd be blue. Oh, it's true. It's true. Wasn't I guess? Oh, yeah. I guess gold is like um, command. No, red is command. Red is command. Gold is security. Gold is security. Gold is security and engineering. Engineering. Yeah. And then blue is medical and science. Blue is medical and science. Yeah. Okay, so why, yeah, I don't know why he has a gold strap. Engineering either. for hungry people. You engineer what engineering the food's going to be at the end of it once you put all the stuff into it. Which sounds like chemistry, but no. <laughs> because you have no, to use a computer no, the, to the do it. The better question is why does Tom Paris have red? Because he's always because in a red shirt. Because he's always in a red He's always a red shirt. I've always questioned Tom Paris's red shirt. <laughs> he is a Maquis fighter, and what kind of command does he do? I don't know. I've always thought Tom, I've always thought he Tom, was command before he left. I've always thought Tom Paris should have yeah. been a gold shirt. That's just my opinion. Though. I mean, probably. But aren't ensigns usually red shirts? Wait, I mean, all the ones we've seen have been. So what red shirts means command and ensign. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a command ensign. Maybe they all start as command ensign unless they prove themselves in other areas, which Tom Paris has never tried to prove himself I mean, in anything. He's anyway. a pilot, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, Tom culture? Paris, I think, at some point does become lieutenant and then gets busted down to ensign. Yeah. He was in the um, episode with Wesley, where Wesley goes rogue. But he wasn't Wesley Paris. He was a different of, character. Not a, not a Voyager. Um, oh, he's in He's the, a completely the, different character in that, though. Is he? Like, I thought he's he is. He's a completely is. different right. character. That's right. He is a completely different character in that TNG episode. But I thought, I thought his character in Voyager kind of shared like a lot of the same characteristics. They were. He probably they, does. He does, he probably does, but he's not the same person. Yeah. Which is an oversight, I feel. I mean, it would have been better if they kind of connected it, but he would have been too also, old. Also, hello, had that jumpsuit clinging to mm-hmm. um, Tom Paris's behind. <laughs> I like the way you pronounce behind. And behind. behind. Always wonderful those unitards that just fit so well to Data's nipples or Tom Paris's ass, depending. Mm-hmm. I just realized I'm like oh, a foot no, away no, from the no, microphone no, no, when I'm no. talking. Okay. We'll figure it out later in post. No! <laughs> oh, that wasn't very far. None of them looked that much in pain. Oh, we fell a whole 20 feet. Like, Ow. I can fall from standing oh. up and be that annoyed by Ow. it. Oh, it hurts so much. And I'm not, like, in fantastic shape, but if I <laughs> fell from standing up, I'd be like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, what happened is that they sent the cook on an away mission. <laughs> right? It makes no sense other than that the script calls for it. Oh, yeah. So this is still when Paris and Bellana are kind of like in the angry phase of their relationship, right? In the angry, yeah. The angry sex phase. Angry sex phase. (laughs) (laughs) I have some friends that got married. Oh! Um, Bellana? She just bit him. After spending a number of years in the angry sex phase. Did she catch a little bit of Ponfar? She did catch a little bit of Ponfar, yes. I think she's been affected with the Ponfar. And she she bit Tom Paris, which is, as we all know, Klingon for I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then she'll punch Tom I Paris. I think you're cute. I'm Klingon. Yeah. No, then she'll recite Klingon opera to him. Nuke the neck. Kapla. Why did you follow her? <laughs> I love how Captain Janeway is just like 
Just sat in her chair with one leg draped over the other, like, ah, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> she seemed to be enjoying it in a Klingon kind of way. <laughs> Tom Paris throwing some shade. Always did like the Voyager Bridge, though. Mm-hmm. The bridge is very, very nice. nice. Bridge. Mm-hmm. Have either of you guys watched a lot of Orange is the New Black? Oh I watched, my like, god, the first I'm episode. completely caught up. I'm not caught up. So. I watched the first episode and didn't watch any more after that. But Kate Mulgrew's in it, isn't she? She is, yes. She is the best part of it. She's also in the TV show NTSF SUVSD. SDSUV, whatever it is. It's alright, Tuvok's here to relieve you of your pawn far. Ooh. Oh my. Go on. I mean, yeah, he wanted to do his mate with another Vulcan, right? I mean, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Just That's bend over and let him do whatever he needs to do, Tuvok. Please. I went a little blue there. I apologize to the listeners. So now I'm to go a little green, as in the color of his drink. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Please centrally describe your actions. Slowly. While my nipples. And with feeling. <laughs> I'm going to pull out this tape recorder. And my nipples. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be a month of drunk check without rampant nipple talk. I'm still uncomfortable at nipple talk. I just start drinking nipples. For some reason, they go hand in hand. Uh, it comes with suits. <laughs> I always did sort of like these sort of like dicky jumpsuit uniforms. Mm. The turtleneck and then the overcoat. Yes. Well, I have said that my favorite Star Trek uniform is the one from the later movies. With the, the gray top and the, the navy yeah. bottom and the colored turtleneck underneath. Yeah. And by bond, I mean rape. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like the instinct is consensual sex. And that's why he didn't pursue it any further after she punched him in the face. She's not Vulcan. She can't. She can't pawn I mean, there are. There's there's a line, a, a deuce line, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> where you can only become point three zero of a douche before you have to stop pawn firing at somebody. <laughs> Enough that everyone would recognize that, oh, this is dishy behavior, but not enough that you have to actually, like, start somebody for life. We'll call this the Amanda Corollary. (laughs) Should my lips be numb? My lips are numb right now. If Matt is approaching (laughs) trans drunk factor... I think that I think that's a symptom of Ponfar, and I'm a little nervous. It's okay, Amanda. I'm sitting between you and Matt. So. Okay, you go for it. Uh, and we, as we all know, Chris is a willing. You know, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! It's difficult to estimate. It is difficult to estimate how soon her condition will become life-threatening. She could die from she being She really needs you to bone her. Blana Taurus is thirsty. <laughs> she needs her thirst to be quenched. And we're, 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 we're relying on you, Tom Paris, to quench I everything. Mean, I like how everybody's changed into these away team outfits before they left the, play, the ship. Yeah. So I, I gotta put on my onesie. And I mean, they don't do that that often. <laughs> no, they don't. It's really weird that this episode, they're like... Maybe oh. they is especially dirty on this planet. Wait, did Neelix need a winch to get up? Apparently. <laughs> he hurt himself, remember? Wait, where's he going? He, like, broke he's his injured. leg or something. Why aren't they just beaming him to the sick bay? That's a good question, Chris, and it's I don't pro- think it's ever Because they're answered. underground. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't think I've been paying enough attention to this episode. I'm sorry. This does remind me a little bit of that episode where Picard is taken captive by the Cardassians. Because they're also wearing gray onesies at the beginning of that episode. Mm-hmm. And then Kim kept asking Captain Picard how many lights he saw. Why did she unzip her? And then Courtney Unitard. kept asking Picard why. Because she's super horny and she's got to let the twins out. She's very, she's very warm. <laughs> uh, because... There's a light here. I should 
find out why there is. Oh, fucking know what's going on. <laughs> I'm pulling foreign all over the place. <laughs> she just starts humping the rocks. Oh, no. <laughs> rocks are attractive. <laughs> Everything's attractive. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been horny enough that I started finding rocks attractive. <laughs> oh, look at the way they were shaped. <laughs> they had some curves going on. <laughs> Giggs, you are pond firing all over the fucking place right now, Bologna. You don't understand. Girl, you gotta do you. Oh, like, you don't know what pond far is. There has been stories in Starfleet Academy. <laughs> No, she is my key, though. That's true. She Was she ever in... She was in Starfleet Academy for a little bit. Uh, she may have been. I don't know. She's Marquis at the start of the series. I, I didn't yeah. think she ever was in Starfleet. I thought I she was Marquis. I think she beginning. spent, like, two years in Starfleet Academy. Oh, there's aliens. And they're, like, camouflaged as part of the wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Trek aliens. So, you know, it's kind of... Um, Watching Farscape, which was kind of out about the same time as this. The alien a is, little bit later, a little, yeah. little bit later. Slightly later. It's more contemporary with uh, Deep Space Nine. Well, well no, Deep Space Nine was before this. It's more. Right now, it's, it's but like, it's more, I mean, the last seasons of Deep Space Nine coincided with the first seasons of. Well, no, Voyager. Farscape is more like with like the last few seasons of Voyager and the first few seasons of Enterprise. Oh, okay. But the uh, the alien design in that show is so, so good. great. Yeah, but you mean you bring in the you bring in the hints and Muppets to yeah. do your character design. Yeah, I mean it's like I mean I've just started watching it, but you know, some about you know six or seven episodes into it. And comparing the aliens in that to, like, Voyager aliens? It's oh, like, yeah. There's no contest. Absolutely. Yeah, and, so... And, you know, yes. Lana had two years of at the Academy when she suspended and never went back. Yeah. Then dropped out. I thought that might have been the case. Because, like, she lost her temper and got yeah. kicked out. Yeah. Because well, she, was, she was a colonist. So who said two years? Was it you, Amanda? Yeah. Well, uh, 30 points for Slytherin. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so why are these aliens down here, and what's the point of what's going on? I am, however, mad impressed with Amanda's Voyager backstory recollection skills. <laughs> what is oh, come friend? on. Phaser's not working? Polana, don't. You're ponfaring all over the place. <laughs> you're just being aggressive sexually. It's okay. Work past that. <laughs> Maybe. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what Pokemon these aliens are. Ah, uh, Graveler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've got nothing here. Tom Paris is like Bellara. Yeah, you need to ride right. my rocket ship to get away from this bonfire. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. <laughs> now boarding the Delta Flyer, one way ticket to not pond faring. <laughs> oh my god, she took off her shirt. She took off her shirt, now she's sleeveless. Soon she'll be topless. That's super sexy in the 90s. A bunch of 15-year-olds fap to this. It's the truth. Uh, those toned half-Klingon arms? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't fapping to this. I was fapping to fucking Chakotay. So, we you know. know what? We know. So, you know what? I'll I just, wasn't fapping to it either. I'll raise a glass and say whatever floats your boat. To that. To that. <sighs> I have to wonder how many, like, young lesbians our age grew up on, like, Captain Janeway and Seven of Nine and... 
I mean, I'm straight. I grew up on Captain Janeway. And, well, not 709, but uh, Bellana being, like, really, really strong female role models. Well, yes, but I'm talking about more, like, sexual fantasies. <laughs> this isn't a conversation we necessarily have to have. I'm just really drunk. <laughs> so, let's get back to the episode. I don't know, Matt. Let's talk about this one. <laughs> you, 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 you had your Chakotay fetish, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what about Chakotay? Was it that drew you in the Chakotay? The eye tattoo. Yeah. The eye tattoo? More yeah. than anything. Yeah, I've, actually got, I've actually got... He, he's just so, like, calm and understanding of everything. Man, it's got, true. Uh, I've, got some, is, I've got like, some temporary eye tattoos in my basement. I can bring them up. Like, as somebody who grew up, like, very <laughs> weirdly, like... Also, I think that's the Angry eye, about a lot of okay. things. It's like, just, yeah, just like, yes. But it's just like, Even down. though now I recognize as an adult that a lot of his like Native American spirituality is absolutely terrible. bullshit. Oh, oh my god, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> but at the same time, when you're young, you're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it then. <laughs> oh, so they do try the whole holographic Vulcan mate thing here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Jerk off on the holodeck. That'll fix your problem. Is it jerking off if you're fucking a hologram, really? Yes. I don't know that it is. I would say that. Maybe it kind of generates, like, a fucking flashlight for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the holodeck is basically one giant flashlight. Let's be be real here. I can't argue with you. The best thing is when characters are fucking holodeck characters, when other people are also in the holodeck, which means that they are literally standing feet away, feet from, away from, from each other, other, fucking like taking their clothes off and fucking other people. Um, so yes, like you said, you and were, you just gotta pray. You gotta pray while you're in the middle of it that no one says computer in program, right? Because you just maybe, fall to the you fall to the floor, bare ass naked with an erection, and oh, maybe that's part of the turn on. Is like somebody could say computer in program at any moment. It's I mean, an exhibitionist kind of it's thing. It's kind of an exhibitionist thing. So, yeah, so you had Chicote. Like, I had, like, Dr. Zimmerman, um, uh, work. Kez, Kim. Seven to Nine, Kez. I never, really, I never really got into Kez for Seven to Nine. I, I did have a crush on Bellana as a kid, because who wouldn't? Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah, so it was like, it was like the Dr. Inton Cam Bellana, kind of that, like, those people, for at least for this show. That's, that's fair. Kess always looked too much like a child for me, even when I was like a child myself. She like they made her look young and short, and yeah, just no. And like I, I kind of got out of, I kind of stopped watching a lot of Voyager after Seven of Nine. But even then, like it's almost like they were trying too hard with Seven of Nine, especially at the beginning. Yes, yes. they were trying way too hard with Seven of Nine. When we get back to the ship. I'm gonna fuck. Oh, the doctor's gonna. Are Bellana's nipples at this moment particularly sweaty? Everything in Bellana is particularly sweaty. But I feel like you see, like, the sweat stain from her chest and then nipples. Yeah. <sighs> that's so, Okay, so Star Trek 2017, my big hope is that it's just, it's not written to a perceived hetero male teenager audience. That would be amazing. If they're just like, hey, let's just kind of fucking... I mean, that's what I like about us sitting here talking about Star Trek, is that we have me as a woman, mm-hmm. a very you non, two yeah. as, I, I don't want to say queer, as bringing you both together, but you're... I think well, that's a fair description of the both queer. of us, yeah. actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you're bisexual, I'm gay, but yeah. we yeah. both identify pretty strongly as queer. Yeah. 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 We got a good spectrum of folk we, here. We do, and it's not a like good the spectrum typical that are spectrum not, of not folk. Not straight yeah. male teenager yeah. mindset. Like, I feel like we have a different approach to these Star Trek episodes mm-hmm. than the typical Star Trek fan will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the typical sweating profusely Star Trek dude that's watching this right now. I'm like, yeah, like, both of them are just like, Paris, why aren't you banging that? And we're like, we understand you. Yeah. And we accept you for your choices. Mm-hmm. So is this before... I, I don't this remember... This is before the, they're a couple. Yeah. 
I don't remember the episode. But the, 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 the episode we watched, the Day of is, Honor, is, is a season after this. Yeah, Day of Honor is a season after this. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's one or two seasons after this because that had seven of nine. This, that was the start of seven of nine. This still has Kess. So true. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Okay. I think this is season. Is Kess gone for a whole season or a half? No, no, season she, before she, she comes in like like seven, seven of nine comes right after Kess leaves. Okay. Um. And um, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll post what episode, season, and episode this is in the episode description. But I'm pretty—I forget. I think this is season two. I th- hmm. no, three, no. three, season three. Season it's three. not two. It's, it's way three. too early for two. Okay, so it's three. Next season, season four, seven, and then comes in. Bolana and Paris become in a relationship. Tuvok has a fake elbow. Didn't know that. Hey, when we were talking about uh, biomechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Cyborgs are rad. I don't, I'd, I'd like to be a cyborg. Also, um, we're getting close to the end of the episode, so at some point, we should probably finish these drinks. Wait, what is this episode called again? Blood, Blood fever. Oh, fever. Mm-hmm. It's season mm-hmm. three, episode t- sixteen. Thank you, thank you. Season three, episode sixteen. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm surprised at the lack of sexy sex in this episode because we picked it as a weird sex episode. I feel like I did the best job of picking a weird sex episode. You picked next week's episode, didn't you? Unexpected? Yep, next week's episode. Well, Amanda, we should finish these little thingies. Oh, nice. So, is this a reference to the Borg, by the way? Cheers. It could be. They look They're borg-ish. talking about invaders that, like... Decimated their planet. They I'm wondering Borg-ish. if it's a reference to the Borg. Probably. I mean, even even before they knew that they're bringing Seven of Nine in as a character, like they knew that they're in the Delta Quadrant and the Borg would come up eventually. Because, That's true. Because even in the original episode that demonstrated the Borg. TNG, yeah, they, they get warped to the Delta Quadrant and that's where they first encounter them. Exactly. So... Q, my favorite Star Trek character ever. Well, yeah, I mean, Q's the best. John Delancey is the best. John Delancey. John Delancey's pretty awesome. That 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 does bring up like they've never explored the Beta Quadrant of the galaxy. Well, no, the Alpha and Beta Quadrants are the two um, quadrants that the Federation are in. They're not in the Beta Quadrant that I'm aware. No, of. yeah, they are. I think Earth is actually in the Beta Quadrant. I highly doubt. Or that. Or either Romulus is. I, I think that the, I think. I thought the, that Vulcan thought that, was Alpha. Earth was beta. I, I think the Earth is in the beta quadrant. I would be very surprised to learn that because I thought the alpha quadrant is where everything in Star Trek takes place pretty much. And then they find the wormhole to the gamma quadrant and Voyager ends up in the delta quadrant. But nothing happens in the beta quadrant. This uh, is awkward. That's okay. Hold on. So anyway, uh, oh my god, that is awkward. Um, so beta quadrant. Chronos. Um, <laughs> uh, she just told Tom he was never hard to get. Kronos yeah. and Kronos the Clone Homeworld and Romulus the Romulan Star Empire are both in the Beta Quadrant. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, like all of Star Trek is spread across the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. Okay. Now, granted, it's all kind of like clustered, like close together in those two quadrants. Oh my. But you gotta this remember. Is, this that is getting steamy. It is. Finally, I guess we should have saved those drinks, Amanda, because the sex is should have. I don't want to finish that, though. I don't like it anymore. All right, I'll take it later. But you were saying, Chris. I think it's just the strong taste of the blood orange is like, once you get to a certain point, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. But in the original, first episode of the original series, they go to the edge of the galaxy. And in the fifth movie of the original series, they're at the interior of the galaxy. So they can go all over those quadrants. Also, props to Tim Paris here for, like, not taking advantage of her while she's obviously... Like impaired, a very surprisingly progressive move in Star Trek part. Yeah, but yeah, not all that progressive. Kind of given that Jim Kirk, we we've already discussed the, the 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 feminism of Jim Kirk and how he's like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't take advantage he, of women very, and you should be respected. Very feminist for oh, well, maybe maybe we've we've reacted too soon. No, but I mean, he 
Obviously, Paris is very attracted to her, or else he wouldn't end up married to her later this on. This is true. This is true. His his resistance did seem to be... Oh, so, okay, oh, so there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There so, we go. There we go. Yeah, that's very good. And then she beats <laughs> Oh, you'd rather let me go insane than fuck me. Well, it's good, Tom. I'm <clears throat> proud of you, Tom Paris. Yeah. I don't know how sad he is. <laughs> Poor Tom. There is no right answer to the dilemma he's faced with. No. Because there is a attraction <laughs> between the two I of would, them. I would love for but the doctor to walk in while they're still having it. sex. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> You, you, you're glowing, Ensign. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> so, um, I read a theory once that the holodeck takes the protein that's ejected into it and recycles it into the replicators. Uh huh. So everybody's eating the holodeck jizz. Yep. You gotta. You gotta. Um, what do they call it? <sighs> they have a name for it. <laughs> the stuff that the 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 replicators make food, food out of food stuffs. The the is it pro? It's not proto matter. It's got to be something else. But <laughs> well, the treatment help Belana as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we have to put Belana in the hall? Did he ever fuck someone? Yeah. Apparently, we do. Ah, <sighs> fracturing a clavicle on the wedding night is considered. Oh, damn it, Chris! <laughs> Stop <laughs> reading the subtitles. <laughs> Though in Belana's case, I would hope they would give her a male and female option and let her choose. Well, and would her option like be half human, half Klingon? Because she's half human, half Klingon herself. Or maybe it's a five-way. We don't know. Does she need to break a clavicle even though she's only half Klingon? Just one clavicle. Not both of them. Well, they, they were saying in Klingon that you break a clavicle. So does she need to break like a quarter of a clavicle? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and we've lost that. <laughs> shush. Shush. I've been shushed, Amanda. I've been shushed. Well, you deserve it. <laughs> Fair enough. I believe you picked this episode, didn't you? No, I picked the next episode. Picked the next episode. I think. Okay, so was it Matt? Then? Matt picked this episode. Oh. <laughs> Those are the fakest looking rocks I've ever seen. Yeah. Dakota! <laughs> I like that the transports conveniently don't work here. I know. They never work when you need them to. That's right. <laughs> so you're out of the caves. Can't you, like, fucking beam up now? Still nothing. So Deep Space Nine and, and Voyager never did, like, naked episodes, did they? Nope. But they all did, like, alternate universe episodes, didn't they? It's like, I know... To an extent. To an extent. I don't think any as obvious as the as me TOS. Yeah. Yeah. Then, um... Deep Space Nine did, like, a really good, like, Mirror Mirror episode, didn't it? I'm not sure. I think they did. I never watched a lot... Like I said, when it aired, I was very young, and I haven't mm. got around to rewatching it. I was like, young enough that the fact that it was all on the start on the space station never really interested me. Ne- Next Generation's Mirror Mirror episodes were never, like, that explicit. But Deep Space Nine had one. Did Voyager, Matt, did Voyager ever have, like, an explicit, like, Mirror Mirror episode? No, neither did TNG. But Deep yeah, Space Nine definitely saying. Deep Space Nine definitely had multiple. Uh, two, that, at least, that I can think of. Maybe more than that the, about the Mirror Universe. And Enterprise had one, I believe, also. So. Enterprise had one, yes. Uh, Enterprise had multiple, multiple episodes, actually. Like, they mm-hmm. had an entire storyline that happened in the Mirror Universe, mm-hmm. completely separate from the main universe, huh. as far as I'm aware. Throaty Growl Attempt. <laughs> That's the best subcaption. <laughs> Throaty Growl oh, Attempt. Oh, my. Grunting. What are you doing, Throaty Growl Attempt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Damn it, Tom. Get hard now. Amanda, I regret drinking my drink earlier because clearly... Is it, is it the last bit? Because I 
needing it. Oh, no. Why did you show up? Why are you there? Why is Friendzone guy there? He, I thought he fucked it in the follow deck. No, apparently that was a cunning ruse. Kunat Calife, what the fuck is that? Do you think that uh, it's a shame? Chris, you just put that bat down, and there's still alcohol in there. They're all bad. Feminism! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> They're pulling their sticks. Oh. The playdown would take her. <laughs> would take that challenge herself, though. You I, know? Can't, I can't help but think of the latest Godzilla movie. <laughs> like, let them fight. Oh, God. The latest Godzilla movie was such a disappointment. I thought it was fairly alright. It was good it if was you remove all of the, like, jingoistic American parts. Okay, any point that monsters were on the screens and not humans was great. Yes. Any point that humans were on screens and not monsters was terrible. I mean, yes. I almost give you that entirely, except I adore Ken Watanabe. Oh, Ken Watanabe is great. And He's anything the, he does, guy... I'm just like, I got this. I, I am totally there with you. But like the guy who's the son, who's also in the American military. Oh, he's terrible. He's, but oh, what yeah. he said, Chandler, Chandler. anything Chandler, with Chandler, just Chandler, the you. monsters and not the other he- right, uh, humans. No. And I'm like, no, Ken Watanabe oh, who's Ken there Watanabe for at least thirty percent of the movie. Ken Watanabe's good, but like they don't do anything with him. Right. No, but he is still awesome. And whenever he shows up, I'm just like, just. Do whatever you need to, Ken. Him no, and the guy from side. Breaking Bad. Ken, what? Oh, um, uh, Brian Cranston. Thank you. Th- that they fridged and or uh, they kill off of the first frick. Yeah. I, they, they kill off his wife. wife. They fridge his wife in like the first act, and she's an Oscar-winning actress. Like, what the fuck? Um, but I mean, I feel like that that was planned before they cast her. I yeah. feel like it was as well. Anywho, I did not like the Godzilla film. I'm really concerned about the fact that the director of the Godzilla film. But so, so the thing is, so with is doing what? guys thinking about things like this and women thinking about things like this is that mm. you're like, okay, so they fridged her in the first episode, like t- twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm like, they had a woman who was independent mm-hmm. and scientifically more intelligent than her husband, and they established oh, yeah. that. I'm like that is a good thing, even though she died. Well, for it's, the a, sake it's of the story. a great thing until they killed yes. her. Until they killed her, just to increase his emotional arc. I mean, but if he had been a character leader on, but he wasn't. Like mm-hmm. you didn't see, you heard that he survived after that, yeah. and that he was. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, they, they didn't use him very well. Either. But um, but the fact that the fact that he's directing like one of the upcoming Star Wars films is just disappointing. That's troubling. Wait, wait, are we? Is this wait? Is this the guy who did the, uh, um... Gareth Edwards, he's doing, um, Star Wars Rogue One. The next Star Wars one that comes out. Okay. Oh, 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 Star Wars. I thought you were talking about Star Trek, the next Star Trek movie that looks like it's terrible. That's that's from the director of Fast Fast and Furious Fast and Furious, yes. Uh, Uh, Which I like the Fast and Furious movies. I, that's, I don't think he's the right choice for Star Trek. You know, I'm, I'm willing to give it the benefit of a doubt. It may have just been a bad trailer, that trailer looks shitty, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm holding out hope that maybe, just maybe, it's just. A bad I mean, trailer. Simon Pegg was like, the trailer looks terrible. It's really not that bad, and I want to believe him yeah, so much. Yeah, exactly. I, want, I want to believe him as Simon well. Simon Pegg, I want to believe him so hard, but it's I don't like, know if I like, can. It's like Nick Falls. I want to believe the truth is out there. So come this uh, September, September, I'm gonna watch it. I want to believe him as well, but at the same time. Transporters don't work that way. <laughs> what, they can't transport you to Kronos from Earth? No, the way they're shown in the film, where oh. it's like you start at your feet and you slowly teleport up to your head, and if you reach out and grab someone, no. they'll be teleported with you before it gets to the part where it teleports your hand. I missed that part. It's in the trailer. Oh, wow. It's horrible. Ooh, are these more? They look like it. Oh, yeah! 
Okay, this is what I was thinking of. That's the big reveal. That's yeah. the first time you see v- Borg in Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one. Borg Jones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's so exactly good. what I was thinking of when I said, is this the reveal of Borg? Yes, it is. That's the first time you see Borg in Voyager. Okay, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, they're in the Delta Quadrant. They're going to find fucking Borg. It's amazing. I love the Borg. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so the scariest thing to me that I can remember, like, the scariest moment of my life yeah. with Star Trek was uh, when Best she gets killed. No, when she gets oh. killed by the 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 gooey monster. Armist, oh. Skin of Evil, Tasha. Yes, yeah, Tasha Yard is killed. Um, but the... I remember, so, Voyager, I forget what season it is, the end of it, when they're all assimilated as boards, that's, like, the first time I ever, like, cried with a Star Trek episode. Nice. I don't remember a point in Voyager where they're all assimilated as There's one end of the season finale where the last thing you see is Janeway, Taurus, Chakotay, and Kim, and maybe other people assimilated. And you're like, how the fuck are they coming back from us? I really don't remember that happening. Is, it might um, happen, but I don't remember I think remember it's season it. five, maybe, maybe judging by of, what year it was. Maybe that'll be part of Amanda's favorite episodes. Maybe it will. Um, I mean, it wasn't a particularly good episode. It just really... Like, the thing was, I was at the age where the the idea mm-hmm. of you being completely oh, yeah, I remember, disconnected from I remember, your individualism um, was a, the scariest I, I, I thing. I started watching there. Star Trek Next Generation... Uh, this, I started watching the season that the end of the season was the best of both worlds. And John Luke Picard becoming a fucking Borg. And that was the end of the season. And he had no idea if he was going to get cured or not. Like, that was... That was that was a terrible thing. Oh my god, that was so good. So anyway, um, Matt, what did you learn on the episode today? Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the episode very much. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, I... Um, what did I learn? <laughs> uh, I learned that there's never, there's never a justification to take Neelix on a fucking away mission. <laughs> very true. True lesson, true lesson. Very good. Oh, Amanda, what did you learn? Um, I learned that even a fucking hologram can get you off enough. <laughs> <laughs> Chris? I learned that apparently Pondfar is fucking transferable for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that if you're, if you're suffering the throes of Pondfar, that you can fucking pass that shit on to any fucking neighbor just by, just by doing a, Vulc- a, a brief Vulcan mind meld. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that does it for this week. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with an Enterprise episode um, called Unexpected, uh, which was named... It's very unexpected. It is. <laughs> Nobody expects the... Nobody expects this episode. This episode. Um, and uh, so, yes, there those out there that are listening, we hope you drink long and prosper. Bye. Bye. Bye.